Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Rob Thompson from Connect Sports. Thank you so much, Rob, for being in the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be here. Amazing, amazing. And um, if you want to talk about like sports and entertainment, we have here Rob, who have like over 35 uh, years of experience in the space, like in building like grass sports, um, grassroots sports, media, and like family entertainment with with brands globally like NFL, Walt Disney Company, Arena Football League, um, North American Sports Group, FIBA 3x3, USA Basketball 3x3, and a lot more. It's a pretty amazing experience. So I'm really glad that we have you on the show to share your experience with um, these um, these stuff that you these stuff that you have. Um, again, that tells me that you do really have like a passion for sports, Rob. But what what drives this passion? Uh, it's business, right? It's money. If you can figure out what you like doing, what you enjoy doing, and figure out how to monetize that. You know, that's the, that's the key to any business. You know, you don't, it, it's not necessarily a passion. I enjoy it. That's where my network is. That's where my val- validation was. And, and I just figured out what I, um, what I'm good at and, you know, where my credibility is. And mm. once I figure out how to monetize that piece of it, my value um, and my experience, you get over time and you kind of tweak it and you mold it. And then after a while, you get some gray hairs and then people start believing that you actually know what you're talking about, <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, that's that's sort of how it led me down that path. I was pretty much an accidental entrepreneur. You know, it's I started off college coaching um, and I realized I didn't like all those hours and making no money. So I started an agency that um, provided a scouting and evaluation process for high school students to go play college American football. And at that time, back in the 90s, there wasn't any agency or group that actually was doing that. Um, so it's, it's kind of like a headhunter or a talent acquisition firm. It's, it was, you know, it's a recruiting agency. We're, we're connecting the two together. It's the schools that were looking for talent and the talent that were looking for schools. Um, so I started my very first business when I was 23 years old. And um, I, I knew that I enjoyed the scouting, the be um, dealing with parents, part of coaching and being a college coach more than I did the day-to-day X's and O's every day on the field. You know, I I enjoyed the other part of it better. So I I kind of followed that along and that kind of led me to the next thing, to the next thing. And, you know, once I realized my true value in the marketplace, that's how I was able to start working with the NFL and the Walt Disney Company and, and arena football and all those things just followed. But I had to build a foundation of skills, experience, knowledge, um, value that was irreplaceable that someone else couldn't do. Um, and to be a nice person, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of smart, talented people out there, but if you can combine kindness and be a nice and, you know, having a servant's mentality, uh, um, you know, those are things and tra- traits that will always do anybody well in any, you know, industry that they're in. So be it cooking or culinary, hospitality, travel, music, entertainment, you know, figure you don't have to kind of go in through it. We all have our doors that we could go through, but, you know, it, we all have our own past. But, um, you know, basically, if you want to get into an industry, you don't know anybody, volunteer, you know, help somebody mm-hmm. with a podcast, be a producer for somebody's podcast that's in the industry that you want to be in, you know, volunteer for an event that they're running, 
um, you know, tell them that you work for them for free for a year and be their assistant. And they want to learn from them. You know, it's, it's anybody's able to do it. You know, I, I remember when, when I was, it was kind of the, the peak of my, my time doing it. I was running all the international fan of youth development programs for the NFL. And we're over in, we're over in, um, in Thailand and we were doing an event on Phuket, um, not in Phuket. We were on the um, River Kwai at a resort, and I was teaching 300 Thai um, gym teachers how to coach American football. It was basically flag football, five on five for boys and girls. And I remember standing there at this field that was kind of carved out of nothing, and all these, and an, an interpreter with me, and teaching them. And I'm like, who am I to be out here doing this? Like, it, you know, you have this kind of. Um, you know, am I the qualified, most qualified person to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, that shouldn't a NFL head coach be out there? But no, at that point in my life, I was the person that could do it. You know, I, I kind of went through the ranks of dealing with youth development programs, understanding the wants and needs of children and knowing how to coach people and, and having that servant's mentality that I, I was, no one cared that I, you know, my, my background as a player or as a coach, all they cared about it in that moment that I was there in Thailand on the River Kwai at some crazy resort teaching a bunch of physical education, I, you know, Thai teachers, how to teach this crazy sport of American football. It was a beautiful thing. We, we, we bonded through sports and children mm. and, and trying to make the world a better place. And then afterwards, we bonded through a bunch of Thai food and beer, <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> It makes the world go around. So, you know, that's, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. And it just, you know, so. Okay. Like the, the change of perspective out there, instead of like thinking about yourself, like just growing yourself, the, the mentality of like service mentality that really like ch- changes on how you work on a game uh, or, or, or in a business. I totally agree with that one. So, and you have that character within you. That's pretty amazing. And um, I know every businesses have challenges that they experience, like myriads of challenges or um, struggles that they probably they meet every day. But for for the business that you have, what's like the greatest challenge and struggle that you experience, and how did you overcome that? Uh, that's a good question, man. Every challenge needs revenue, right? Revenue solves a lot of problems, so I think every business goes through the revenue squeeze, and the world can happen to you. I mean, my wife had a twenty-year-old you know, hair salon and COVID hit and the government shuts it down. And that's the major challenge. I mean, it was a cash producing machine. And you know, so she had to pivot out of that. So every, every business in my, in my instance, what I deal with, I deal with a lot of, at this point, I deal with a lot of early stage uh, tech startups, um, new leagues, properties, um, facilities, teams that are looking for sponsors. So in esports. So I help them and connect them to sponsor um, opportunities, whether it's influencer marketing or um, whether it's just pure sponsorship as far as just, you know, kind of tagging into advertisement, hospitality, that sort of thing. So for me, it's the industry is completely changing all the time, especially with, with, with hospitality or with, with um, sponsor activation, brand activation, um, through social media platforms, through chat GPT, you know, all the things that we're all kind of looking at and fascinated with. It's like, how do we implement all of these different technology tools and innovation into our product and services 
it's a it's kind of a race to the finish. It's a race to who could get there first and figure out how to provide this. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with us. You know, it's I'm a I'm a dot connector, you know, so I'll have a new pro vo- women's volleyball league or as an example, who is looking to expand throughout the United States and bringing pro women's volleyball to the marketplace. And, you know, they need investors, they need fans, they need sponsors, they need it all. But sponsors have so many other brands have so many other options now with, you know, sponsoring college athletes in the United States or esports players in South Korea or, or gamers in China They you know, it's not the traditional way of advertising anymore where it's just mm-hmm. throw up some banners and some signs and hand out some product and get some data. It's a inclusion into their lifestyle and their emotional connection to a brand and the storytelling piece of it. And a lot of those is what I learned at the Walt Disney company with storytelling and kind of this 360 model integrated model on site on air and online is what I've taken here. So I, I think to answer your question, it's the, it's the daily, hourly, minute-wise disruption in technology and the, how quick it's advancing and how quick it's changing. Um, that is, I think, everybody's challenges. Mm, and it's okay. no short of what I'm dealing with in sports tech and in the sports industry. And I totally agree with that one. And to follow up with that answer that you got, actually, the next question that I have, that I have here that I'm also curious about in which I also ask like most like every person that I interview in this podcast is how do they keep up with this latest trends in development, especially with AI, the ones that you've mentioned with chat GPT, but in general, as of right now, how do you keep up with these changes? I think it's a good question. I mean, I spent a lot of time with higher ed as well, but you know, these leads, these organizations, these big government, um, entities, these big professional sport leagues, these big media groups, they're very, very slow to adapt to it because there's so many things that could potentially take away from their main revenue streams that they're afraid of. And they can't, especially if they're a public, publicly traded company, right? They can't lose momentum in revenue streams. So I feel like the easiest way to dabble in that is to create a vertical business within every organization should have a innovation department, right? And you should be able to innovate. You know, how are we going to change advertising using chat GPT? You know, how are we going to change coding using, you know, AI technology within our business? How are we going to be able to source that to, to get consumers? Um, how are we going to try to kind of get ahead of where the industry is headed especially now in the United States, if we lose the U.S. dollar, become a central bank, you know, how do we switch over to crypto? You know, how do we switch over to yen? You know, all of those things is like it's coming. You know, if you see what's happening in the States right now, you know, we're losing jobs. McDonald's is the first time it's ever laid off employees. So they're switching from the let's go and sit down at a restaurant or let's order something on like it's going to be everything's going to be automated um, through, you know, AI technology and these big companies, Metaverse, Amazon, you see all the layoffs happening, you know, everybody's getting ahead of it because why? Because they got, they know what's happening behind the scenes. They know what's coming in another six months. Hmm. So I think if people could get ahead of it and create a innovation technology um, division of their company right now, 
and assign people to figure out how are we going to use AI to provide that service or product to our consumer and, and be ready to pivot into that is I think it's it's the greatest advice I could give, especially when you're in a big organization that moves slowly. This needs to move quick and be able to adjust quickly and plug into kind of the pre-existing business models that, that your business has. Totally agree with that one. And I, yeah. I also, it, to delve in um, deeper with that, I actually interviewed like Mike Millen, the CEO of uh, Smart Sites. So he's like one of the, um, the one who's like, establish these apps so uh, in, in tech um, industry. And he even says to, uh, also to pivot, as you said, but he even says like, for you to survive, you need to like have like 10% of your budget just for these innovation and discovering new things. So I totally agree with you. It's very important to like, at least like have a, 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 an allowance or a, a time or money to spend to these um, new um, upgrading technologies and AIs. So I totally agree with that. So um, aside from that, with the business that you have right now, is there like a specific tactic or tools that you've been using that's very effective that grows your business? Well, podcast is always a way to throw out a net, right? Is sharing your content and without being too salesy, right? You're kind of drawing mm -hmm. an audience into you and and sharing this information that I'm sharing with you right now, it's someone out there who's trying to start a business or inside a business right now that's maybe hit a roadblock. You know, if they hear what I'm saying, that's something that triggers what they're what they're thinking. It, it kind of draws them to do be proactive and reach out and say, you know, hey, I'd like to talk to you, June, about what you're doing, or Rob, what you're doing is a way that you could help me with with my business. So podcasting, I think, is a simple, easy and very inexpensive, cost-effective way to do organic marketing. You know, it just takes, as you know, it takes time and commitment and you got to do some research mm. to get out there. But, you know, if you can figure out that audience that you're hitting, it's the easiest and best way to throw out that fishing net and bring it and bring them in and not have to spend any money on kind of client acquisition. So I'm, I, I always say 100% start a podcast if you can and um, use that to your advantage from a pure marketing strategy. It should be mm. a piece of it, if not the lead. It was a lead for me, but other people are more comfortable doing other things. I kind of mix it up with that and stories on Instagram. And I, I'm pretty big and in, in, um, it's specific to the audience I'm trying to reach on Twitter as well. So I have different targeted areas. And then, and then LinkedIn for me is, is all about kind of sharing the content that I just created. You know, and so I just kind of re repurpose what they call content, what do they call it, they call it um, um, content, uh, um, compounding content, I think it's the phrase for it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm getting older. I forget sometimes. Yeah. So that, that, okay. that to me, that that's that's my main tactic. Uh, one of the tactics that you have is pod a podcasting. And um, I actually totally agree with that one. And we're doing the same thing because doing a podcast is like hitting a bird, um, hitting two birds in one stone. Like you yep. get this promotion. It, it helps you build traction with the traffic because if you have a podcast with a person, you could like share it to um, the network that they have. So it would be very helpful. That's why we encourage also the partners that we have, the people that we're interacting with uh, to also like do their uh, podcast. And um. That's just I wrote a book off. I wrote a I, I wrote a book off of it was the my core information and core 
core content that I wrote a book off of is how to land a dream job if dad doesn't own the team. It's a long name, but you know, that's what we came up with. And basically I built chapters off of the interviews that I did with people, you know, so it was really, I interviewed um, game changers in the sports industry, entrepreneurs, people who had incredible stories to share. Mm -hmm. And based off of my podcast, I just got those, the audio, um, you know, translated into, into, um, into chapters and I just edited them down and kind of came up, came up with a flow to it. And it's an easy way to kind of, you know, build a different type of, um, use the content in a different form. So I, mm. I just self-published on Amazon Thank and you. that the summer of 2018, I was like, you know, I barely got out of college. I barely got out of high school because I have dyslexia. So I always struggled academically. So when I, I there's a lot of people that want to write a book and I never said that I ever was a goal of mine. And when I wrote a book, I was kind of like, anybody could do this if I could do it. And uh, it became an Amazon number one bestseller that summer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was in a specific category, sports business. But, mm. you know, it was to prove to me that I could do it. And it was proof that, you know, even though you may have a certain disability or you may have certain certain things that have challenged you in your life. We all have it. We all have something, whether it was screwed up parents or the neighborhood we grew up in or, you know, for me, it was the dyslexia <laughs> and um, how I overcame it. You know, what's comfortable with is is this stuff. So I, I just knew that. Actually, um, I know that you wrote a book that has been number one in Amazon, but I didn't know that you have dyslexia. So that's yeah. writing a book alone uh, it's really difficult but writing a book that will go in number one in, on, in amazon it's really difficult how about writing a book that will go number one in amazon while having a dyslexia <laughs> it's it, it's yeah. just it's it's just amazing to hear um can you speak uh, to any like any metrics or kpis that you use to measure like the success of your of your business net net revenue Always, oh, um, I totally agree with on net revenue, and um, if any way you want to, but at the um, end of the day, when you kind of look at where you're tracking cash wise, that's the most important thing. Yeah, I I totally agree with uh, agree with you with that, and um, in general sense also, um, what like what is like your like the, the core principle that you have some like value that you really like believe into i know things are constantly changing especially with the technology but there's this like um the, the core value that we have or tenants that we have it's became like the foundation of who we are so what's your like core principle rob and that's a great that's a great question and that takes a while for you you to figure out as a person and for me, it was about being honest with yourself was always number one and being loyal. And these are all kind of, catch, these are all, I guess you could say catchphrases or, but they do stand true. So I'll give you, a, I'll give you an example. I've been married to the same woman for 32 years. She was my college girlfriend that I married. I've been 100% loyal to her for 32 years as a husband and as a father to my children. And the day I got married to her in front of my family, 
my friends, my God, and everything I believe in as a person, as a human being, I made an absolute vow to my wife that I would take care of her for the rest of her life. And it's not easy. And because I made that vow in front of my friends, in front of my family, and in front of her, for 32 years, I have upheld that vow 100%. And it took our mutual love for each other, our love for God, our love for our family and our kids. And it's not easy to do. There's temptations. There's things that are getting in the way. The core of who you are as a human being, as a person, will dictate your future in business. Because if you cheat on your spouse, if you cheat on your kids, you're going to cheat in your business. It's the core. What happens in your home is going to dictate how you're going to be in business. So that foundation is so important. And the things that you're hearing that people are telling you, it's hard to take advice from a, and I, please don't, and no one take this, it's hard to take advice from a 28 year old who's never done it, you know, because they're listening to what Gary Vee and what everybody else is saying to them, right? So what's fashionable to say about the things that you need? You don't want to get up at five o'clock in the morning and take a cold shower, then don't do it. If it's not you, don't do it. You don't need to do all the things that people are saying are trendy right? What you need to do is you need to take care of yourself health-wise. You need to not, I'm not saying don't drink. I'm not saying do it, but all the things that I've seen in my life, the people that have, that have strayed from their marriages, people that have drank too much, people that did not keep themselves physically fit, don't survive in business. And that's the reality of it. So that's the core principles that it took me 30 something years to, I could sit here and tell you it works. You know, things are going to go wrong. You're going to lose people in your life. You're going to lose deals. You're going to lose jobs. National disasters happen. People pass away. People get injured. People get cancer. It's not an excuse. You keep going, right? But the core values of who you are will help you overcome each one of those pains that happen in your life. I've lost businesses. I've went bankrupt, you know, but I've had enough successes that I keep on going back, you know, without that secure focus and that, that relationship with my wife and my family, um, none of which would have allowed me to continue to keep going. And um, God doesn't have any favorites, you know, he loves everybody the same. You just have to reciprocate that. And at the end, you're going to, you're going to get punched. You're going to get down. You're going to have to carry, you're going to have to carry some burden with you. But if you keep doing it for the right reasons, you'll always come ahead of the game. Mm. So I know that was a long answer and I hope, I hope I didn't put everybody <laughs> asleep, but that's just, that's just my path and what, what I did. So. No, it, it's actually, um, it's just the simplicity of the answer that you provided. It's, for me hearing it, I know there are a lot of advices out there. Like you said, like there are a lot of influencers, like gurus, and then um, sharing a lot of also like fancy things to do. But we forget about the simplicity, just being honest, being loyal, like doing the right thing, um, doing good to other people. It's all, it's, it's very powerful. You know, a lot of like um, prominent people or like um, CEOs of like 
Fortune five, uh, Fortune five hundred, or like um, five thousand INC. The answer to that question about the principle it's also pretty simple. That's it. Like about integrity, doing what you say, like being honest. Like that's their core principle. That's why they're able to sustain. So I'm just pretty amazed and uh, like the sincerity of the answer that you provided, and actually all the information that you shared to us. We can actually consider it as a liquid gold. So, um, uh, Rob, if there is um, if there's someone who wanted to connect with you, um, uh, wanted to like work with you, partner with you, what would be the best way to do that? Um, thank you for asking, and thank you for those very kind words. So I, I appreciate that. So I'm, I'm I'm glad I came on with you today. Um, it's my Connect Sports C O N N E X. So I had to get fancy E X Sports.com. So on there is uh, my schedule uh, and my calendar is on the bottom. So feel free to set up a discovery call with me if you want to, but all my information is on there. So it's myconnectsports.com. Okay, amazing. And again, uh, for those who are listening or for our listeners, we have another pour of liquid gold today from the amazing um, guest that we have, which is Rob Thompson. So Rob, it's really our pleasure attending you to our show and providing us these um, super insightful and, again, liquid gold information. Appreciate it a lot. Thank you so much. Uh, You're bad. Best of luck with everything. <laughs> Everyone, see you in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.